is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi there. I'm Bran. I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. And I am Bethany Joy Lens, and I am in Hallmark movies. And this is, is the, the Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark podcast. Oh, oh my oh god. They said it would never happen. Who said it? The people out there. I they don't like those happen. people. I don't but want them around. The good news is, is we can clear the inbox out because oh. we finally got Bethany Joy Lens on the podcast. Everyone can stop <laughs> stop calling us. Stop contacting yeah. us. We did it, okay? We did it. Gosh. We did it. Um, Bethany Joy Lens is here. We've been instructed to call her Joy. That's Nothing right. else. That's right. So Joy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Gosh, if I had known I had that much power, I would have had you call me like Tiger or something. <laughs> tiger it is, right. my friend. Tiger no, of all no, the things. Don't. That's my Starbucks name. That's what I use on my Starbucks cups. Yeah. They don't want any, nobody wants to, you know, she don't want to accidentally, you know, get caught in a celebrity situation no. where she, somebody heard the name Joy and they were like, <laughs> Bethany Joy Lenz is here? Oh my gosh. The problem is that my name in a large room uh, ends up sounding like, Ah. so like there's no i never know when they're calling my name i was about to say it's very hard to screw up joy it's three letters like joy would be the the perfect starbucks cup name you would think no you'd be so surprised jolie julie joey like people can't quite get i don't understand why but i go with tiger because it's kind of singular and concise (laughs) I love it. Getting I good love tips it. for Starbucks orders. Uh, all here. right. That's actually what we brought you on here for. So thank you. This is so exciting. Um, we've seen quite a few of your movies at this point uh, doing this podcast for the last few years. So excited to dive into those. Uh, but we always like to start at the beginning um, because there's always a moment um, in each actor's life where they're like, you know what? I want to give this a try. What was it for you early on where you were like acting? Let's give it a go. Um, well, you know, I, uh, uh, was an only child and, um, I don't know. I mean, truly probably both my parents were working and I was like, I, you know, had tons of attention, of course, and love from them, but I also was like trying to find my place in the world. And I don't know, I kind of always felt a little like on the outside, like I didn't really fit anywhere. And um, I remember going to do a, um, I had always liked performing, uh, like singing songs in front of people at church or um I did a fashion show, a mom, mother, daughter fashion show at the Dillard store when I was five. And um, I don't know, it was just like something to do, I guess. And um, and I liked the interaction with the crowd. I, I liked um, I liked performing. So my, my um, parents enrolled me in something in Dallas called CATS, which is Creative Arts Theater School. And um, it, it's no longer there, sadly. It, it closed down a few years ago, but... Um, it was a great place. I, I, they had, um, it was a whole building full of classes. So you would go and you would find where your dance class was, where your theater class was, your voice class, your whatever it was that you had signed up for. And you would go and I would just spend hours there after school going from class to class. Um, and I loved it. And then I started doing plays and it just sort of was like, man, this is such an outfit. I know I fit here. So, and just never stopped. Wow. So you, it seems like you're pretty close with your parents and are you, are yeah. you, are you from Texas? So yeah, uh, I lived in Dallas, big D little a double L A yes. Uh, for until I was 11 and then moved to New Jersey. So I'm, wow. I'm a Jersey girl, but I also, um, have a lot of Southern in me. So South. Wow. Texas to Jersey. That's quite a stretch. Yes. So what, what, what was the move about? You're just like your parents work or something. Yeah, my um, my grandfather, my grandmother had passed, and the the house that my father had grown up in, her home, um, was available as was a job transfer at the same time for my dad's. But all just seemed to align. Wow. I think it was just like, let's go, let's uh, let's move our life. So, so when did. did when did you decide uh, I'm going to try to make a go of this as a career? Like I know it's fun. I went to the cats thing, but when did you decide? Okay, like. I don't know if that's to move to LA or just, I'm going to hire an agent. Like when was it that you went, I'm going to try to make a living doing this. Um, 
When I was 12, I I went to Dallas TV, oh no, excuse me, when I was 10 or 11, I did this Dallas TV and film thing uh, program and we would go to LA every uh, pilot season for like a week and, and audition and try and do pilots. And I got a great response and I thought maybe I could really do this. So then when we got to New Jersey, um, my mother called a, a child talent agent named Nancy Carson was actually just featured in the back page of uh, the New York backstage uh, this month, actually. Um, she's still around and she's still kicking butt. And um, she had written a book that my mom read. And she said, I think my daughter really wants to do this. And she's auditioning for the Mickey Mouse Club uh, in Texas before we move. So if she makes it to the final round, when we get to New York or New Jersey, will you meet with her? Um, and Nancy answered my mother and she said, yes, wow. if, if uh, she makes the final round, then I will, I will meet with her. Um, and I did. Um, I even made the page, the entertainment page in the newspaper in Dallas um, in my green vest and my check tie, my bowling hat, you know, my long blonde braid at, uh, I don't know, 10, 11, 11 years old, I guess. Um, and uh, my mom, I think, sent the clipping over to Nancy and she was like, she made it. So <laughs> I got to New York and I met with Nancy and um, sang for her and read for her. And she signed me and um, I started working. Wow, I started wow. um, getting really close on a lot of Broadway shows. But what I was booking a lot of was commercials and uh, TV pilots and TV guest spots, a lot of sitcom stuff. Um, I was being flown out to L.A. for screen tests constantly and um it just uh, i mean i was young you know that was between the ages of 12 12 and 14 and then i got a movie when i was 14 i think it just kind of there wasn't like one particular moment it was just a slow burn of i think this is working i think this is working this is working I, i know the moment uh Joy, it's salty salvation celebration. That's I was moment. gonna ask you. Um, I always like to go to the first thing on yeah, IMDb because yeah. it's <laughs> almost always that? bizarre. Is that on IMDb? It's your it first is. thing, now, yeah. I, I, as Shelley Barnes. Now, my dad, uh, Joy, is a Southern Baptist pastor, and so I was steeped, okay. steeped in the world of salty, and so. I'm talking to a true celebrity here. Uh, <laughs> Dude, your dad's going to be pumped. That's right. Uh, this it's is a like big deal. Meeting so, Larry the Cucumber that's right. or something. That's, that's right. This is, this is Larry before Larry before Larry was a that's thing. Right. Um, so tell, I mean, I like, I've, I've, got, I've got to have an inside scoop on your time on Salty. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so my mom worked at Word Incorporated. She, she was in personnel. I think she might've been right the president maybe she worked for him and so i don't know i was a kid so who pays attention to what your parents do when you're a kid but anyway um she worked at word and uh they were making a movie of salty my mom was like my kid likes to act so you want to have her audition and they were like sure so i i went and auditioned and i got this part (laughs) and uh it was so bizarre i mean that movie is like you know you should get you should get high and watch that movie probably (laughs) um It's, uh, I, I, it was very hot. Here's what I remember. I remember, um, the guys in the costumes, the, um, salty and the, and the rat guy, risky, risky rat, risky rat. Um, That's right. Really nice, really nice guys. Um, (laughs) and always pouring sweat because it was summer in Texas and they're in these giant, um, like Barney kind of suits. Um, and I remember really getting along with the kids playing, um, the other kids I was on the journey with, I can't remember their, their names or their character names, but it's been a long time. Yeah, that's um, more than fair. And um, yeah, I remember the makeup artist was so mean to me. I don't know why. I just remember crying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> mean makeup artist. How dare and I know. And then um, I remember this. The last scene in the jungle was on a big sound stage, but I just, it was like, so the, the, being that young and being like seeing, being in the middle of a production and seeing how it all works. And it really felt like a real movie and um, such a cool way to get my feet wet. Um, well, I just, yeah, it was awesome. That makeup artist uh, should have known better because you are 
easily the most famous person that was in uh. Salty Salvation Celebration. <laughs> looking at this particular cast, well, uh, aside from Salty himself, oh, yeah, God I mean, bless her. it's Salty. Oh, I, you know what? A, Everybody goes through that days. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Here's another IMDb, IMDb related question. Um, sometimes it says, you know, like when you are credited, but as like a different name. And there's a, 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 a few movies or shows or TV programs where you're credited as J-O-I-E lens. What, what was going on there? Was there an identity crisis going on? How, how did that happen? And how did you settle on just your standard J-O-I? There is always an identity crisis going on. I'm an actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, J-O-I-E happened when I was 13. Uh, I just wanted to change my name. I, I never really liked my name. So I thought maybe I'll change it to j-o-i-e and that'll be fun and interesting so i did that just in my personal life and everyone who i still today know from um uh, when i was 13 on spells my name j-o-i-e wow um yeah like i have a friend who um a, a good friend that i've known since i was uh, 16 17 years old and um and yeah when he texts me he still said it's still j-o-i-e because that's just how all my friends knew me for the longest time wow um yeah and then uh when i got one tree hill i decided to um i was going through a i don't know <laughs> spiritual moment in my life i wanted to sort of embrace uh my who i was when i was born i don't know um anyway i decided on bethany joy lens at that point and then i've just been kind of waffling ever since <laughs> more than fair uh i do want to talk about one tree hill and guiding light but first i ask this to every guest we have because it's fascinating to me um do you have a memorably bad audition like an audition that like i know you, every actor's like oh there are a ton of bad auditions but one that you left and you went that's an all-timer. Like they're not calling. Like that is an all-timer. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't believe I went in there and just did that. Do you have one of those? Like you can remember. Um, I have two. Okay. I have. I have one from when I was. Um, I don't know, fourteen years old, and it was for Sleeping Beauty, the musical in in uh, New Jersey Regional Theater somewhere, and. Um, I don't know what happened. I just got on stage and it was like every piece of bad acting that was in me floating around just came up. And I, every line that I said, I was like, what, why did I just do it that way? And then finally I was like, look, I'm just going to sing. And then they'll be like, okay, she's great. So then maybe they'll give me a chance to, to do the scenes again. And I, and I couldn't like, I don't know what happened. My voice just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. And I remember actually hearing, it was one of those auditions where you stand on stage and there are people, um, all, all, everybody who's auditioning is all in the theater wait, waiting and watching oh. all the auditions go on. And I remember hearing people laughing at me oh. in the back of the theater. Oh man. I mean, you have to be crazy to want to be an actor. It's constant rejection, constant this kind of, like what 14 year old wants to stand on stage and hear people laugh at them and then come back for more <laughs> you have to be crazy. And that's, yeah, that's after um, the salties makeup lady. So this is uh, I know. <laughs> one punch after the, um, other. What's the other one. What's the other one? The other one was for a pilot. This is really a moment that I still, when I think of, I cringe and I don't know what went wrong, except that it was for, it was for a pilot to play Zach Levi's wife. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I'm funny. Like I, I, mean, I, I grew up doing sitcoms. I got, I was mostly hired for sitcoms before I got One Tree Hill actually. So that was sort of my world. And I, and I don't know what happened. And I had gotten the audition actually from one of his close friends recommended me. So now there was a lot riding on it. Cause it was like my friends, you know, was, was uh, vouching for me. So I went in and it was a small boardroom, like executives at a long boardroom rectangular table which was unusual and i stood at the end of the boardroom almost like i should be giving some sort of powerpoint presentation and instead i proceeded to miss the timing of every single 
joke and line. Um, And I wasn't reading with Zach. I was reading with somebody else. And I thought I would be reading with him. And I don't know if it was the chemistry with the person I was reading with. So much of that in comedy depends on being able to like bounce off the other person. So I don't know what happened. But all I know is when I left that room, I went to shake Zach's hand. And he just looked at me with these big, sad puppy dog eyes like... (laughs) That was abysmal. And I feel so bad and embarrassed for you. And he just put both of his hands around my hand and just looked at me with that. Like, you are never going to get this job. Never, ever, ever. God bless you. Bless your heart. Uh, You're wonderful. But the door is right over there. The double handshake is never a good sign. (laughs) The double hand's not good. It's never Um, good. Little did he know you you had plenty of work ahead of you. Um, On a soap opera for 50 episodes, which is like a month and a half, that's a a shooting. (laughs) Um, But I do, we have, there's so much to talk about, but you're on One Tree Hill for its entirety, right? 180 some episodes. That's Uh, right. Tell us not just about that experience, but. I, I more importantly than that, I don't know if we've talked to someone yet who's been on almost 200 episodes of the same scripted television show, uh, aside from a soap opera, which I think is in a category of itself because it's just almost sheer memorization at some point. Um, yeah. Is there a, do you go through these hills and valleys where you get, feel like you get burned out on a character? I mean, that's years and years and it's, it's a decade of your life. Are there times when you're like, man, I just, I don't know if I can play Haley today. I, I don't know if that's, that's something I can do, or is this something that you just treasured all 180 episodes of and it was just all rise for you? No, it's like every other job. I mean, there's always going to be, the grass always is greener on the other side, right? So there's, a lot of learning to appreciate what you have that goes into it. Plus we were so young. So yeah, it was like thrilling and exciting. And there were so many super cool things that were happening and amazing opportunities. But yeah, I mean, you're still showing up the same day, looking at the same people. It's, it's, um, and they have to look at you, you know, it's all, it's, everybody's just like, Oh God, there are definitely days where it's really hard. And not to mention the fact that you're, um, you know, you're playing with your emotions for a living. You're manipulating your emotions for a living. So, I mean, talk about having having a a hard day and and be, having to go to work and do comedy, or you know, being in a really happy mood, maybe for the first time in like a few weeks. Maybe it's been a rough few weeks, and like I'm having a great day, and now I got to go to work and cry. And it messes with you a little bit, you know? (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of that, but yeah, I mean, I love that character. I, I, of course it got stale sometimes. And I think that showed in a lot of different ways. Probably why I changed my hair color so many times because I was like, (laughs) I have to do something to make this feel interesting for me. Um, But, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all really respected the, the fact that we were being welcomed into someone's home. I mean, I just don't think... I don't think there's a lot of uh, avenues in this in in this world career-wise where you get welcomed into someone's home and you have the ability to affect them um, for better or worse uh, with with storytelling. And it's I think it's just one of the most beautiful and sacred jobs that you can do to to be uh, allowed into someone's home and heart. And um, that's something I really learned from being on that show for so long and, and seeing the impact even now that that show has still had on people. Yeah. How did you uh, end up booking it in the first place? What was that you know, situation like? Did they bring it to you? How long was the audition process and all that stuff? Um, they had sent me the script. I had auditioned. I had been sent a script for an audition when it was called Ravens. I turned it down um, because um, I didn't really read the script it just didn't seem like something i was in the mood to do i guess that day so i didn't go with the audition um and then uh six to eight months later my manager called me back and said here's the pilot from that show that you didn't go on the audition for and they're uh recasting a role and um i really think you should go on it watch the pilot and i watched it and i loved it i still think that that pilot is just so good um and uh, I was like, okay, let's give it a try. So I went, I had my audition. Um, I was actually in the same room with Sophia when I auditioned. She and I sat in the waiting room together. And um, 
yeah, I read for it and then they brought me in to test and uh, it was just sort of magic in the room when we did our screen test. I tested with Chad and um, it, it just, it was like a moment you just feel, I felt the whole room shift. I left that option knowing I had the part for wow. sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm interested yeah, from cool. an, an, an actor's perspective. I know um, a lot of people that watch a TV show for many seasons like this one, there comes a point like when you watch the series as a whole, where you're like, they should have like ended it like a season early <laughs> as an hour or two seasons or whatever. As an actor, do you ha have that perspective where you're like, I it's, feel like we're playing with fire at this point. It's but such let's just a keep shame. It. It's a shame that her face wasn't on the screen for that because oh, her yeah. reaction was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like as an actor when it's so many yeah. seasons in? Let's be honest. <laughs> a dog ate a heart <laughs> in a hospital. That's right. I mean, we, I think we jumped the shark. <laughs> several times. But like, I guess the better way to put it, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there's what like, there are these shows that are like, is the network going to renew us? Like, cause it's syndication money. And so it's like season two, you're like, yeah, season three, it's like sending season four S syndication. When you're like season nine, yeah. Like, are you like, like, are you pulling against it at that point? Are you kind of going, okay, can they not, can they not renew us? Like, where are you with that? Uh, well, we all had options um, in our contract to be able to get out. Oh. So um, we, you know, we all renewed except for Hillary and Chad for um, the sixth, was the sixth or seventh season. I can't remember. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we definitely uh, got, we definitely jumped the shark with the writing. We definitely like got to the point where there's like, I don't know what's happening anymore. What is, what, what is the show about? Is the show about like hometown people? Is the show about somebody getting kidnapped by the Russian mafia? And like, I, I just don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, so there was a lot of that, but also, I mean, job stability is, yeah alluring to say the least and uh, it was a great paycheck and it was we were working yeah and it's it's scary as an actor um to it's it's a real double-edged sword because if you leave early enough you can you still have lots of time to do other things in your career uh, and there's still a chance that you know a lot of a lot of people will will um see be able to see you as something other than that one character but the, but going with that, you, there's also the chance that no one will hire you again and you just may never work again. Um, or if you stay, then you have the job security, but the longer you stay, the, the longer you tie yourself to the public seeing you as only that character and the more difficult you make it for um, yourself in the future to be hired for other things, um, to be you know seen in other ways. When you get, when you get um, recognized in public, like if somebody comes up and says, oh my gosh, I'm a huge fan. Is it for One Tree Hill or is it for Hallmark more? Which happens more? It's usually, it's usually One Tree Hill. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on where I am though. I guess now it's more Hallmark. I still get some Guiding Light people, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. I mean, 48, yeah. 48 episodes of a soap opera is not even like a, a percent. Like that's a very small amount for, for people to know you from Guiding Light. Right? Did I only do 40 episodes? That can't be right. Well, it says, that's what it says what in IMDb, IMDb but you know. Um, what do they know? It says you were born in 93. It says you were born in 93, Joy. Is that accurate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I yeah. want to know, uh, you know, after doing a show for so long, what's it like afterwards where you have to like audition for stuff again? And it, like there's this, a long period of time where you can't do much because you know you're working you're booked for this amount of time and you can't like go out for pilot season stuff what's it like afterwards where you're just like oh my gosh i gotta remember how to audition again it was like, kind of like that for you it was so scary especially because i was like on a high with my with my career since i was 18 years old even before then i mean it was a minimal amount of rejection but i was on fire like I worked all the time and especially when I left New York and moved to LA when I was 20 then I was like the the girl from New York the novelty like oh she's from New York she must be actually talented because <laughs> you know at the time you know that was the view of LA versus New York I don't know what it is anymore but um 
So I worked all the time and it was easy for me to get into rooms surely on the fact that I was a New York actress. Um, and, and then once One Tree Hill was over, the industry had largely forgotten about me. And when I came back, um, it was, it was, it was a tough pill to swallow to be not on that high anymore. Plus I just moved back to LA. I finished the show. I was in the middle of a divorce and I was, I had a one-year-old daughter that I was oh, raising on my own. Wow. And, um, I had mentioned this in an article earlier, but uh, through, just through some bad decisions of my own, I mixed up with some <laughs> white collar criminals that took a lot of my money. So I, I was basically like back in L.A. after had worked my whole life, basically broke in a, in a divorce, single mom and like couldn't get arrested. <laughs> and it was like soul crushing. I mean, that was really yeah. tough. Uh Joy, I, you you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but we would literally lose our cards as interviewers if I did not. This is white collar criminals. Can you? Is there anything else you can give us there? Like, can I hear a little bit? I don't want to like wallow in your suffering. However, you you said white collar criminals. This is what we call good stuff. I've so got to I've got to at least try. Joy, what what happened there? Um, it, it definitely is um, a too um, heavy of a story for me to launch into right now, but I can tell you, it was just, um, I was young and I just trusted the wrong people <sighs> and, um, and I was in, um, there was a lot of control and um, mental abuse around some of the environments that I was in at the time. And um, you know, at some point when you're in that situation, it's just easier to not fight anymore and just be like, okay, fine. Like I'll just let go. And you know, I won't, I'll stop asking questions. And, um, so I did. And just my money just got like siphoned off without me really knowing. So when I left, um, uh, the show and moved to LA, I was kind of surprised to find very little in my bank account. And, you know, that is something that is, was so hard because actors coming off of a show for that long, you're supposed to have this like bank full of money so that you can go and be like, all right, I worked my ass off and now I can create all the projects I want to create. I yeah. want to direct. I want to make I like this script. I want to make this script. My friend's got an idea. Let's make your dream come true. You know, you have all these ideas that you want to that you want to do, and you have the resources to make it happen. And then I didn't. And mm. then I was like, couldn't I want? I'm testing for things, but I didn't have my mojo because I was just in such a weird place in my oh, life. And man. that breeds desperation. And then you go into the room, and they feel that you're desperate, and they're like, Oh, why are you desperate? You were just on a show for nine years. I don't want that on my set. It's like it's a serious yeah. mind. No, if I can say the other word, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're no, saying. We, we're here. This isn't live. You're fine. Uh, you, okay. The, yeah. uh, I, my heart breaks for you, but also I had no idea that Salty paid that well. I was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's so, like that is some serious underbelly. He's good. He's good. Uh, criminal He's underbelly good. that I didn't. I don't want any part of Salty anymore. No. I, I just. <laughs> I'm sorry I even asked. Uh, no. So next episode in that series, it needs to be done. Somebody needs to do yeah. a parody on like Salty the Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Salty's just on drugs over there in the corner. Oh, giant Bible. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, you, you were on a show. You played a character for 10 years. Um, lately, you do a lot of movies. That's what you're doing is a lot of movies. Yeah. Are you still, like at this point in your career, are you looking to get back into series work or do you prefer... And we'll talk about Hallmark later, but do you prefer having these 15, 21, 28-day shoots and then that all done characters all done. Let's do something else. Which do you prefer? Um, homework has been amazing for me with, uh, as a single mother with a young child because of that schedule. Exactly. Uh, it's allowed me so many amazing freedoms that I just, uh, there was a point in my life I never thought I would have. So I'm super grateful for it. Um, now that she's getting older, I'm finally starting to feel like it's easier to do a longer schedule. I miss directing. I, I directed on Wendry Hill and I want to get back into that, uh, which I didn't for the last nine years because, um, you know, when you're a director, you're the first one on set and kind of the last one to leave. So it's, um, 
really grueling yeah. schedule. But now that she's older, yeah, I would love to do it. I would just want to do like a great series this year. I'm dying to. I think it would be so fun. Well, and Pearson kind of reintroduced me to that world and reminded me how much I love being on a series. What what show did? Pearson, Pearson, the suit spinoff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Okay, you, you broke up a little bit, and I didn't hear exactly what you said. Um, I do, you've been on so many different shows and movies, and I, I, I have to ask, because I love this question as well, if you take out Guiding Light and One Tree Hill, and you take out Hallmark, which of all of your other experiences where you were guesting or maybe did a couple episodes, like, you know, like a Dexter or a Grays or something, what set really was? Did you walk on and you go, this feels like a fan, like this feels like these people love being here, love what they're doing. It'd be cool to work on this show every day. Oh, yeah. Grays definitely felt like that. Really? Um, yeah, Grays definitely felt like that. Uh Oh, I'm trying to think of what I, Dexter, I wasn't in uh, the room with every, it was a very different kind of a set. That was also the last because, season um, of that show too. And like, it was a, a kind of a yeah. disjointed season. They're trying to pay everybody and they can't everybody have, have everybody on set anymore. Um, so that, that exactly. made that interesting. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I would say Grace for sure. I mean, that, nothing else felt like it, but that was their season 14. I mean, Gosh, That's talk wild. about going on and on. They're like, they're just still trudging ahead. It's amazing. And they're all so close. And um, yeah, I really like that environment. Love it. Let's talk about Hallmark, Let's shall we? Um, I believe your first one was The Christmas Secret in 2014. Does that sound right? Your first Hallmark one? Yes, yeah. it does. Um, I love that one. That's a good one. Um, 2014 is uh, like, I feel like right as Hallmark Christmas movies were really starting to become a little bit more of a thing. Like 2014, mm -hmm. 15, it's starting to rise. Um, and now you've been doing them, Hallmark movies, for the last few years as well. Um, talk about how you got into the world and also what it's like, not just as an actor, but as someone who maybe watches the movies to see Hallmark kind of rise when the rest of cable TV is kind of declining. Hallmark's still doing stuff. So what's that like to also watch and be a part of? It's a real testament to the fact that people want to feel good. Yeah. They want to see stories that make them make their heart warm. And um, I mean, I'm such an artist. I love complicated stories. I love um, things that are avant-garde and uh, that make you work to, to think of what the story means to you. Um, but there's also such a place in me and in so many people where you just want something simple and sweet and something that's going to, you know, is going to have a happy ending um, that you don't have to work too hard for. And um, sometimes you need that. It's a balanced diet. <laughs> well, um, what, yeah. what's interesting is uh, that makes a ton of sense uh, to hear you say it like that. I, I routinely say that you're the best at this. Uh, I do. Um, you can go and listen. I know you're a huge fan of the podcast and you've listened to all the episodes, but um, I routinely say you're the best at this. And the reason that you're the best that, that, uh, that you're the best at it is because you get the bit. Like you get exactly kind of this perfect um, kind of reduction sauce of what the Hallmark leading lady is kind of supposed to be. Uh, and you you tweak that for each of your characters, but you understand the beats of the formula very, very well. Uh, but it strikes me in looking at your IMDb, I didn't, I'm not like a huge One Tree Hill guy. I didn't watch a lot of One Tree Hill, but this strikes me as such a departure for you uh, for, from what you were doing before Hallmark movies. So is it is the fact that even though the stories are simplistic and they're formulaic, is it is the fact that these characters are new to you in your career? Does that give it some sort of refreshment for you as you as you take each one of these roles on? Yeah, it's totally that. That's the major appeal of it to me um, is that I did on One Tree Hill sort of have to do one one character uh, for so long. And to be able to now explore, have an avenue where I can explore these different parts, you know, I can play with comedy again um, and I could play a really shy girl or um, a super bossy busybody or um, 
you know, uh, I don't know, something, what would you call it from Royal Matchmaker? I don't know. She was running a business, but still kind of clumsy and just very, she was like the, they wouldn't let me use my Jersey accent, but she was the most Jersey girl that they would allow me to get. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's the thing is like, and that's what I look for when I look for Hallmark scripts is what can I do with this character where I'm an actor and I, you know, actors, we sort of die without the opportunity to, um, put on all these different costumes and hats and, and faces. Um, so my God, I'm just so grateful. Somebody is giving me a chance to to just pick through some scripts and find something. Yeah, I want to play a princess. Okay, I want to play um, a social media mogul, and and you know the the personality types and the insecurities and um, the, the the personal struggles that go along with people in those um, positions. Uh, it's so fun for me. It's so interesting. So thank you for um, your compliment in, in noticing the nuances. It's something that I, it's, it's everything to me. I mean, that's, that's what, why I'm doing what I do. So um, it's cool. So uh, you're more than welcome. The, I, do, I have to ask you this. Uh, we're going to take five star Christmas out of the equation because we'll have some more specific oh. questions about that. Aside from five star Christmas, because everyone answers their most recent, what's your favorite your personal favorite, maybe the memory of making it or just the, how it turned out, whatever, your personal favorite and your personal least favorite of all of these that you've made. Um, so Hallmark specifically? Uh, you can throw Lifetime in there as well. That's fine. And then it looks like, what's Poinsettias okay. for Christmas? What channel was that on? Oh, yeah. Poinsettia, that was Hallmark. Okay. Oh, that was Lifetime. Yeah. You're right. Um, I would say my favorites have been um, Snowed In Christmas with with Andrew Walker. I really loved that one. I just thought we found some magic there and we had so much fun making it in Winnipeg and um, Royal Matchmaker okay. because I got to go to Romania and show my daughter around Romania and filmed in castles and I was wearing ball gowns I mean, and it was just, fantastic. it was really fun. Okay. Uh, least favorite. You got to give me least favorite oh too. Gosh. Oh boy. Uh, probably honestly Christmas secret because um, it was my first one and um, it was before Hallmark had been really booming with Christmas movies and before it was um, and I, I think I just I was in such a hard place in my life that that movie I just had such a hard time with that one it, it really felt like a money job to me and I wish in retrospect that I had the appreciation and um, that I had gone into that job with um, just an excitement because there's no reason I shouldn't have. I was just like feeling sorry for myself and being stupid, you know, <laughs> but so it was all my fault, but that's probably why it was it's not a really good political answer. Joy. It's a really good. If, political well, if memory answer, serves yeah. too, like that character was like kind of down on her luck too. Like it was like the, like kind of a sadder oh, yeah. character. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. That yeah. probably had a lot to do with it too. <laughs> yeah, kind of a kind of a bummer to do that. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Five Star because I just uh, I loved it. It was in both of our. It was five. your favorite of the year, and it was my second favorite of the year behind <sighs> Deliver by Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so fun, hey. so different um, than a regular Hallmark because there's just so much just fun stuff going on. It's very funny. Um, I loved it. So talk about the. It's 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 very different. So talk about it um, from kind of a traditional Hallmark and what it was like going into. It's a different storyline for Hallmark. It's different beats altogether. Different beats. Like you're it saying just the feels normal, yeah. well, like was there like any direction given from Hallmark uh, up upstairs uh, that's just like, hey, just have fun. Go be a little bit, you know, wackier. Do do some different stuff. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. So, um, well, Five Star came to be because um, uh, I have a good really working relationship with um, Brad Cravoy, who um, is a, was our producer, and he sent me the script and he said, what do you think? And I was like, this is great. It's really, this is really an ensemble comedy. Is Homer going to go for this? And they did, um, which I just thought was so cool. So, um we got our great director, um, Christy Wolf, who's also a close friend of mine, and um, 
it was so fun just watching the auditions and being able to see how all this is going to come together, that all these characters have their own storylines. It's not just Boy Meets Girl. Uh, there is an obstacle, Boy Meets Girl again, and they, they come back together. Um, it was there were so many more layers. So uh, and I, I was involved in all of the uh, production phone calls and Skypes and just getting all the notes and uh, it was just super cool to learn how that side of it works. And um, there definitely was clear instruction like go, go for it. Like we we want to see what this looks like with Hallmark on Hallmark, what the response is if we, if we broaden our comedy and they weren't looking for slapstick, obviously it wasn't noises off, but they, they wanted, um, I think they, they were game to experiment, which was super exciting for me. And um, so that's what we did. We just went for it. And there were some moments when we had to shoot things two different ways where Christy was like, that's really funny. I love that, but I'm scared. So let's <laughs> just do it again. <laughs> and this time turn it down a little. Did you um, watching the movie? Did you notice how many of the, the the really funny takes they kept in? Like, were you watching, going, "Hmm, did they keep the thing in I wanted to be in the movie?" Was was that part of it? Yeah, I think they kept them all in. I think Fantastic. they, I think they really, really went for it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of anything else about, it, but that it it really um, that was the exciting thing was being able to just do an ensemble comedy and play off of so many people yeah. instead of just one or two, you know, it was really yeah. fun. It, it you won ensemble of the year at the decades. And I think that's what you yeah. were really if, hoping for. Yeah. So yeah, you if you've it. not added that to your IMDB page, what are you yeah. waiting for? I mean, uh, salty gets a shout out, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, if salty's on there, the least the decades could be on there for the love of God. Yes. Uh, so it does seem like that your movies, not all of them. I mean, look, you did uh, Just My Type. I, we didn't see Valentine's uh, Match. Did we see Valentine's Match? We did. We did. Just kidding. We saw that. Uh, <laughs> we did, I promise. Not um, one of Dan's favorite. But, but it, it, I don't remember it at all. Uh, I remember Just My Type. <laughs> uh, but, but like Bottle With Love, which I would consider to be, oh, for, yeah. for what Hallmark does, I would consider Bottle oh, With Love yeah. to be probably a top five Hallmark movie. And it has a the similar formula, but it seemed you guys got to push the envelope on kind of what it looked like and what it felt like and some of the humor in that movie Hallmark as well. did too, though, because like leading up to that movie, oh, they yeah. were like, this is the movie of the year. Right. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. what? All of a sudden, they're like, in a world where Hallmark <laughs> makes good movies. Uh, like, but Pancakes. It, yeah, but it was, it was weird because I, I, it seems like you t tend to be synonymous with movies that are started are at least starting to be distinct for hallmark was that part of bottle with love too when you're making bottle with love you're like hey let's do things differently or you're getting a little bit more freedom or was that just a happenstance of you and andrew work well together and, and it just was a good movie um i think it's both i mean andrew and i do work well together um and we you know we're constantly sort of rewriting and adjusting dialogue so that it feels like it flows and it fits um and I am, for me, because I'm such kind of a guttural, instinctual actor, um, if it doesn't make sense, it I can't do it. Like, it has to make sense. And um, I have worked on films where um, producers, it drives them crazy because they don't really care if it makes sense or not. They just care that it's it looks good and we're saying the lines that are on the page and um, they're getting their, you know, quota in for we completed what's on the list today and it was done as it was meant to be done. I do not work well with producers like that because it needs to make sense to me. So I'm sitting there going, OK, but why? But why? But why am I? Why, why am I saying this if two scenes later I say something completely opposite that doesn't make any sense? Well, it's in the script. Okay, well, then let's fix it. <laughs> let's make it work. <laughs> so in Bottled with Love, that was a, a situation where we had a director and a producer who totally cared if everything makes sense. They were they it was really important to them. They were willing to stay up late and go above and beyond to um you know, do do tweaks on the script or um, make phone calls to Hallmark executives and, and pitch. Let's do an alternative version to this scene. Here's how she's supposed to do it. That's in the script. But here's our idea. It's going to you know, it's going to take us an extra 45 minutes in our day. But we think this is going to make it way better. And they went to bat for me and for Andrew. And um, there were so many things in that movie that 
that turned out the way that they did better than what we originally um, were planned to do um, because they cared. They really cared about the work. And I love working with people that really care. So I think Bottled with Love was a perfect example of that kind of lightning and bottle magic coming together. Love it. Uh, I have one more five-star question and then we'll wrap up with the rapid fire. Does yeah, we're going to rapid fire. Yeah. Um, yeah the ending of five stars so memorable because old old victor has to sing blue christmas and it's just this charming goofy scene um vic's not a singer uh so <laughs> i, I want to know one was that was that in the script because it seemed like kind of a uh like i don't know something that could be thrown in last second but two what was like was victor nervous about it like we haven't talked to victor so i don't, I don't know him but it was a very funny scene it was great it played really well but as somebody who's clearly not a singer, who's just putting itself out yeah. there, what was that like for him? Oh boy, he was so great. It was in the script, in the final version of the script. You wouldn't believe how many times that script was rewritten. Um, I, I mean, yeah, we were still kind of getting pages in after the first day of shooting. Wow. It was so crazy, but it still worked. Um, and he was nervous. Yeah, I think he. I think he was. Um, he just didn't want to look stupid, which nobody does. Yeah. You know? But he and even had like the nervous it. chuckle while he was singing. Like it, it played like he would be nervous doing it. But so it, it played. He committed to it. He really committed to it. And that's the best way. Right. Because as an actor, you don't want to look stupid, but you have to be willing to make a fool out of yourself if for the story, if right. that's what it is. And um, and he did that. So even though he was scared, I think like he was like, I don't want the, I don't want to look stupid as in I try and it bombs. Right. I want to. I want to be willing to look stupid and it works. It makes everybody happy. Um, and so the only way to do that was just to fully commit to it, which he hundred percent did. And um, I just loved it. I thought it turned out great. I'm so proud of him. Love it. I love it. Let's do rapid fire. We can ask it. you three questions. You have to answer. It's really less about the speed and more about honesty. We just want you to be honest here. Um, but if you go fast, that's great too. Dan, your most memorable, uh, movie you saw in a theater not necessarily the best the most memorable movie theater experience for you the notebook wow really yeah when that was over i couldn't move <laughs> I, I just i sat there for a good 10 minutes i think while they cleaned out the theater just like cried and let myself just experience that yeah wow what's your uh worst first date experience yeah <laughs> um i went I, I don't know if this is the, this is the worst. This is just one bad date experience. I remember from when I was like, a, I was a teenager. I think I was like yeah. 18 or something. And I went with this guy that I really liked. And I went, this is like what a stupid theater snob I was. I went to go see Les Mis yeah. with this guy that I liked. And he was not into theater at all. And we're sitting in and the Broadway theater watching Les Mis. It's like my favorite show. I've grown up on it. And Fontaine is laying in the bed and, you know, she's like calling out to Cosette. And, and it's like the, the moment when you can hear a pin drop in her song because she's dying, you know. And uh, and he he leans over to me and it's dead silent in the theater. And he goes, is she dying? <laughs> so that worked out. You yeah. married him right away. <laughs> Yeah, instantly I was like, oh, I'm never going to date this guy again. Nope. <laughs> is she so dying? Sick, but I was 18. No. no, no, no. That guy's dumb. You, you dodged a bullet. Is he? Is she dying? Are you serious? She's dying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man, that's a classic. I love that. Fantastic. Uh, so when COVID is finally over, Lord willing, uh, what is the go-to meal for Joy Lynn's in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go to Pache in the Canyon and I'm going to have a cedar planked salmon and a margarita pizza and a glass of red wine. Uh, Pachos? Pachos? Pache. 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 We've not heard that one yet. Yeah, Pache in the Canyon. Yeah. I'm dying. I'm dying to go sit back down there for a meal. Man, love it. Um, you you mentioned to us that you're doing some teaching. Um, everyone's doing that a little bit right now. Yeah. Um, what's something that you've Are had? You guys too? 
Uh, my, I mean, I have a, I have a, a three-year-old. I got so twin, I, twin four-year-old boys. So we both kind of dodged that bullet of yeah. like okay, virtual okay, school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what's something that you've had to teach um, that you were just like, I don't remember this at all. I got to do like an all-night <laughs> session. Like I got to figure this out because I got I got. I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, science. Science has been like that for yeah. me. Um, I, I just if I read along the book with her, I just learn with her. So that's fine. Um, math, I don't even attempt because as we've established, I'm terrible with money and numbers. And (laughs) (laughs) I just send her upstairs to the computer and there's a program called IXL and she gets on there and it's like fourth grade math click. And they just give her problems and she solves them for 45 minutes. And that's that's great. No math. The things that is the thing I'm most terrified of. I don't want to help with that at all. As much as I wanted more on the white collar criminal stuff, (laughs) the fact that joy is to the point where she can be, so you know, just just give herself a hard time. I think that is the closure that we all need. That's really. all we need. So fantastic. Joy, you said you lived in Texas till you were eleven, and then moved to Jersey. Is there yeah. anything Southern about you still? Like, is there something you're like, man, this is a Southern thing that I do? Um, yes, uh, I I still love. There's something about sitting in a rocking chair on a wraparound porch mm-hmm. that um, because I did spend so much time in North Carolina when we were filming the show. So the southern part of me was fed for many years after I left Texas by being on that show. Um, and I think I mean, I definitely say y'all and uh, a lot of the isms of being Southern are, are still very much there. And I, I joke that I think between being Texan and New, New Jersey and I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> that's the Southern part of me, but I'm always expecting life to kick me in the ass. Yeah. And that's the New Jersey. <laughs> well, what a combo. Um, so I waffle between those two personalities a lot. I love it. Uh, last one, which is this, uh, you like, you know, complicated, uh, TV and movies. You're, you're a serious artist, but what's your guilty pleasure? What's something like when you just like, what's your hallmark channel, if you will, that you just turn it on and you just want to turn your mind off and just, just at the end of the day, yeah. just watch. I, I, I'm, <laughs> um, I really love old reruns. Um, I love, I love Lucy yeah. and the twilight zone and Frasier and, um, I don't know, Bewitched and I dream of Jeannie. Like we just sort of, ha- I like having those on that on original Sunday Nick at night just- lineup, that original Nick at night lineup from back in the day. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. Um, well, uh, she's frozen, so that's a good point to stop. Yes. I think I, we did it. I would it. say so, yeah. Um, I think we lost her. Please. Oh, oh. No, I'm here. Oh, okay, we did good, it. Well, good, this good, is great good. because we're ending. And yeah. so tell everybody how they can follow you on the okay. social medias and keep up with what you're doing and your work and stuff like that. Um, can you hear me? I can yes. hear you. Yay. Okay. Uh, so yes, uh, I just had a Christmas album come out and yes. we've got the, obviously Christmas is over, but you can still get the record. Still do and it. I think we're gonna do hard copies as well for next year. Um, so all that info is up on bethanyjoyofficial.com. Um, my movie, uh, so-called the river should be coming out later this year. Hopefully we'll be doing some more hallmark this year. I hope, I hope. Um, and, uh, on Instagram, I'm at joy lens and on Twitter, which I don't ever really go on, I'm at Bethany Joy Lens. Um, and that's, uh, I don't know, I guess that's the scoop. I'm around. <laughs> I love it. You I have been it. so wonderful, Joy. Thank you so much for your time. We really you do appreciate too. it. Thank you, really guys. Great. Thanks for like just doing so much research and having great questions and just being interesting to talk to. It's really nice. Thank you. Thank that, you it's, so it, that's just the COVID. We're not that interesting. <laughs> it's just you talk to one person and it's just, you know, this <laughs> yeah. is awesome. This is great. Um, you're the yeah. best. Thank you so much. We'll have you on another time for, for sure. sure. And I know it's February, but may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you so much. The Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's produced by Brandon Gray and presented by Friendly TV. Our lovely set is decorated by Plum Home Decor. You can check them out at plumonmain.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast, go to bramblejampodcast.com. And to hear every Bramble Jam podcast ad-free, go to bramblejamplus.com.